0: Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Rev. Karen Al Washington, pastor of New Elizabeth AME Church, located in Newark, Delaware. This week's sermon title is The Manifestation of Christ as Deliverer, the sixth message of the series on manifestation. Renowned civil rights leader, Rev. Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. said, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. As Christian believers, we are not neophytes to the war between darkness and life, both in the spiritual and natural realms. Oftentimes, oppression is revealed through dysfunctional thought patterns, behaviors, or habits that command our attention until we submit to the oppressor, who is ultimately Satan himself. Demonic oppression in all forms is a type of darkness that can disrupt our lives, families, communities, and nations, even unto death. Oppression of any kind requires an opposing power mightier than the oppressor himself. We find the light of Jesus Christ who reigns with all power and authority over the oppressor of darkness that can destroy its hold on us. In Jesus Christ, we gain the victory and freedom to command our best lives. I pray this message is a blessing to your life. God bless.
1: Renowned civil rights leader, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Mm -hmm. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. As Christian believers, we are not neophytes to the war between darkness and light, both in the spiritual and natural realms. Oftentimes, demonic oppression is revealed through dysfunctional thought patterns, behaviors, or habits that command our attention until we submit to the oppressor who is ultimately Satan himself. Demonic oppression in all forms is a type of darkness that can disrupt our lives, families, communities, and nations even unto death. Oppression of any kind requires an opposing power mightier than the oppressor himself. Well. We find the light of Christ, of Jesus Christ, who reigns with all power and authority over the oppressive darkness that can destroy its hold on us. Somebody ought to say destroy. destroy. In Jesus Christ, we gain victory and freedom to command our best lives. How many today desire to speak into existence their best life? How many are ready to be loose from whatever has been holding you back from a better self or a better environment and be able to step into your new season? Just as we've entered in a new month of the new year, we are now for many of us entering in a new season in our faith. And I'm here to encourage somebody today that God has heard your cries and have seen your tears. You have cried your last tear over a dysfunctional relationship. And God is calling you to a higher level in him. Get ready to discover your best self and grab hold of your best life. And let us all also be clear that deliverance from oppression can both be immediate and process over time somebody say work on me lord work on me on jesus 6 2021 just six days into the new year christians all over would have celebrated the start of a new liturgical season known as the season of epiphany January 6th marked the celebration of the Three Kings Day. For several weeks from there, we celebrate the season of epiphany. The word epiphany in the Greek language is epiphania or manifestation. We've been learning a lot about what it means to experience manifestation as Pastor Washington has done an excellent series sermon series on the power of manifestation and in the new year pastor Washington began to preach on manifestation with sermon titles such as experiencing the manifest presence of God the reality of God's presence the manifestation of God's power activating the anointing every day the manifestation of God's spirit and the manifestation of faith So we should all be familiar by now on the meaning of God manifesting himself in our lives as as a way of showing up and demonstrating that he is God. That he shall be exalted among the nations and exalted in the earth. And so the Feast of Epiphany is a Christian holiday commemorating the first manifestation of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, represented by the Magi or the three wise men and the manifestation of his divinity as it occurred at his baptism in the Jordan River and at his first miracle at Cana in Galilee. The Epiphany season, like other liturgical seasons such as Easter and Christmas, are celebrated by Christians and Roman Catholics and Lutherans, Anglicans, and other Western churches. Beloved, it was expected... That believers everywhere would celebrate January 6, 2021 as the start of the epiphany season and commemorate the visit by the Magi to the infant Jesus, demonstrating live evidence that in this baby wrapped in swaddling cloths is the Jewish Messiah who came also for the salvation of Gentiles. Somebody ought to say Jesus was born for me. It was expected to spend the start of a new season in the Christian church with joy and gladness. Instead, January 6, 2021 quickly turned into a day of tragedy and violence. It was a day when darkness loomed over America. Terrorists within our own nation rose up and brought an insurrection as the 45th president was taking his leave. 14 days away from the changing of the guard in our government as the 46th president of the United States of America, President Joseph R. Biden, along with the 49th vice president and woman of color sworn into office. It was a sad day, y'all. A day that we will never forget as Trump supporters seized the U.S. Capitol building. Democracy seemed to have died that day. But like that very dark day in America on January 6th, we too find in our Bible many periods filled with dark days of oppression of God's people. You see, my brother and my sister, dark days of oppression have appeared in the lives of God's people since the existence of creation. From the first book of Genesis to the last book of Revelation, in the Bible we find numerous accounts of an oppressed people in need of a deliverer. Praise be unto God every time there has been an act of oppression operating in the lives of God's people, God manifested himself directly or through chosen vessels to deliver and set free his people. Somebody ought to say amen on that. God is a deliverer. And in the beginning, we saw the act of oppression occur in the Garden of Eden when the serpent tempted Eve and and then Adam into eating the apple, thereby disobeying God's instruction to not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, lest they die. Despite God's anger from Adam and Eve, having sinned against God in his infinite love, for them punished them to Teach them obedience while making tunics of skin to clothe them in their nakedness. Now that's love. We saw the act of oppression occur when the children of God were slaves in the land of Egypt and Pharaoh refused to let the people go. Instead, their taskmasters made their lives bitter with hard bondage and mortar and brick and in all manner of service in the field. God hardened Pharaoh's heart regardless of plague after plague until God sent Moses to part the Red Sea and the children of Israel crossed over on dry ground. We saw the act of oppression occur when the children of Israel were being taunted and bullied by the Philistines, namely the champion giant Goliath. Saul and all Israel were dismayed and greatly afraid. Goliath taunted Israel 40 days and nights until the youngest son of Jesse named David called out Goliath the Philistine by saying, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? David made clear to Goliath the giant, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled this day. The Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. God uses David to deliver Israel from the Philistines. Now that's courage. If I had time, then I would call the role of more of God's deliverers in the Old Testament, but I don't need Pastor Washington pulling my robe talking about wrap it up. We have the church conference via Zoom and the conference line at 1130 30 a.m. I think you get the picture by now, don't you? Oppression is real in the lives of God's people. Oppression can cause you, your families, and communities across nations to suffer in ways that prevent you from living victoriously. If I could just get focused to lose 15 pounds around my waist get my sexy back, you know, if I could just get my family to talk again and mend their broken relationship, Mm -hmm. if I could just pay off my debt and get my family to stop begging for money because they always broke, if I could just get the teacher to see that my child is not incapable of learning through Zoom but recognizes that my child learns in a different way. Mm -hmm. Oppression is always at work. Somebody say, but God is always at work too. Hallelujah. And so demonic oppression in believers' lives have had its place from the Old Testament to the New Testament through through to today. And God and his people have an adversary named Satan that walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But the word of God says resist him and remain steadfast in the faith. And let me be clear, there is a difference between... Demonic oppression and demonic possession. As I was reading and studying, it is believed that a Christian believer cannot experience demonic possession because of the spirit of Christ living on the inside of you. However, demonic spirits, when allowed, can influence and oppress or hinder your living right before God. That is their job, to hinder you from living right before God to disturb who you are in Christ. And so we learn that if God can show up in the history of time as a deliverer for his people from the days of to Jesus delivering people from demons, healing sick, raising the dead, to the Emancipation Proclamation from Brown versus Board of Education, the Voting Rights Act of 1965, if God can deliver his people from bondage and oppression from witnessing the first African-American president of the United States of America, President Barack Hussein Obama, to Black Lives Matter movement and the swearing into office, the first woman woman of color, Vice President Kamala Devi Harris on January 2021. I came by to tell somebody today that God is able, surely able to deliver you from your afflictions within your own life, Uh, that God is not just a God that is able to heal the land and restore to what it ought to be. God is able to touch each and every one of you today in an area where you seem to have felt like you've that you've given up in an area of your life that you felt like you just couldn't see God anywhere. God is able to come in and deliver you. How do I know, preacher? I know because it's in his word, I know because God has shown us even in the gospel according to Mark, uh, he's shown us by showing up and showing that it was even uh, perceived through the prophecies of the Old Testament through uh, Isaiah and Malachi and it was shown that Jesus was meant to be the coming Messiah, the one, of, the one who was able to become a king and deliver the people from oppression. He was the one that was uh, told about that will bring justice to all. Hallelujah. And so we see in the gospel, according to Mark, I'm in the text now, uh, we, we see according to the gospel of Mark that Mark begins to even... Uh, not even focused on the genealogy of how Jesus came to be in the natural, but he focuses on Jesus as a servant of God. He focuses on the fact that Jesus uh, was coming to do a, a work for God and for God's people. He was coming to talk about, to preach about repentance. And God, because there are some folks just like you and I who have had some stuff in us, some sin in us, some things that keep us alienated from God that when we repent of those things that we come, we are able to become in relationship with God. And so I'm glad to tell you I can stop by today that even Jesus had to go through, even one who did not sin but had to go through the process because he is one that understands what we go through when we go through a process of transformation. But he had to go through the process of being baptized in the Jordan River. And I'm so glad that even when he was baptized in the Jordan River, it talks about how the heavens opened up and how he was able, that God was able to see him and say, I'm well pleased. I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove rested upon him and God was there. The Trinity was there. Jesus had to go through the process just like us. And then he also, before he could even start his public ministry, had to go and be tempted in the wilderness 40 days and for 40 nights by the devil but I'm so glad that Jesus is our example that even when we're tempted by Satan we know that because we are in God and God is in us that we can endure the process. Somebody say endure the process and hallelujah we are glad that in the Bible it talks about Still in the first chapter it talks about how Jesus begins his Galilean ministry. He begins he has gone from Nazareth where he was born. He's or gone from Nazareth where he lived and gone into the region of Galilee to begin his public ministry, calling disciples to be able to follow him. But then he shows up on the Sabbath in the synagogue. Now just that alone would, to any Jewish believer, or even Christian believer at that time, would say, okay, no big deal. Jesus comes to the synagogue. Well, many visiting rabbis and teachers went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, on the holy day, to be able to teach to other Jewish men and boys that they will have worship there. And so there was no big deal. And so the rabbis and the scribes that were there, the the writers of the law, the ones who taught the law, it was very common to see Jesus show up in a synagogue. Amen. And so as he showed up with his boys, he showed up with his disciples in a synagogue to teach on a Sabbath day. The scribes thought nothing more of it. I'm going somewhere. Because oftentimes we just kind of do things just because we're used to doing them. Ooh, Just because we're used to doing them. It's habitual. It's by habit. But God, through Jesus said, I'm about to mess up your program. I'm about to shift some things in you so that you'll be able to see that I manifest, not according to tradition and not according to ritual, but I manifest because of my spirit and because of the glory of God. What am I saying? I'm saying that in the synagogue, Jesus shows up and begins to teach those that are there with power and authority. He did not teach like the other scribes did because the other scribes, what they knew and what they were familiar with was the Torah and they were familiar with other rabbis. So all they did was quote other rabbis. All they did was quote other scholars. All they did was quote other teachers. But here Jesus is coming into the synagogue, teaching a word of power and authority. You know why, beloved? Because Jesus is the word himself. Jesus is the one that came with power from on high, so he had the ability to speak with truth and power. Hallelujah, amen. And so we find that then Jesus, speaking with authority, it amazed the scribes. It amazed them to see, ooh, this is different. And so as they continue to watch Jesus... God said, I'm not done yet. I got to show who I am. Because some of y'all won't believe until you see it. And so as Jesus continued to teach in the synagogue. Help me, Lord. As Jesus continued to teach in the synagogue, in verse 23 it says, Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him and said, shut up, be quiet, and come out of him. And when they saw how the demon came out of of the man, even then again they were surprised and amazed. But beloved, what I come to explain to you today is that some of us have gone through the COVID-19 pandemic in which we're still living. And now there's different strains popping up from the United Kingdom and Africa and showing up in the States. And we've gone through this time of being out of the sanctuary as a congregation And worshiping at home, and only a few are able to gather because we got a social distance. Uh, but there was a time that even in that, even though it seemed difficult to have to break up our process and our routine of coming to worship, our process and routine of going to school, our process and routine of going to work, even though it seemed difficult at times, sometimes so difficult that it affected our minds, that it caused us to want to be anxious. It caused us to become depressed. It caused us to uh, be able to, to isolate in a way that was difficult deafening to ourselves, but even though in that midst of the time of change and isolation, it was God also making good and making what seemed to be a tragedy into a promise, into a way, a new way of life. And that's what we're finding even in the word of God today, that God, Jesus came on the scene to show us a new way of life. And so I pray, beloved, that as you have gone through this time of pandemic, as you have gone through even the changing of the gods of a new administration, that you have Not been sitting under a rock somewhere that you have allowed God to begin to minister and speak into your life, uh, begin to be able to tell you things about where He is taking you and how developing you, that you are not resistant to what God is doing. And it's easy to become resistant when we don't understand Christ, just as the scribes didn't understand Christ in that moment. All they saw was a rabbi, all they saw was a teacher. All they saw was one that command demons and obey him. But God is teaching us today that we must see God in a new way. That we must see God in the power of his glory and the ability to, to, to change situations around, to be able to produce the goodness and the fullness of promise that is in you. If God can do it in a nation, if he can bring about change in a nation, then surely he can do it in you. Surely he can bring about a new thing in you. Because even though many of us can face different forms of oppression, Some may experience oppression of negative thinking. And and I'm not just talking about one or two times or occasional negative thoughts. I'm talking about a persistent, debilitating way of seeing yourself as a loser, as a failure, or constantly ruminating over Past and not living in the present because of what happened in the past and not allowing, now mind you, I'm, I'm, there's a difference, come on, there's a difference between having a mental health challenge or condition where good counseling and some medication can relieve you of your symptoms, Oh. That can help balance things out but honey when the medication don't work when the good counseling ain't showing up then you might want to consider i need a deliverer in my life when i can do emotional eating for day in and day out to deal with my emotions i stuff my Help that when I am outburst with anger and getting so violent among other people, family, and friends, and they're looking at me. Why are they treating me like this? When I can go through different relationships and, and not be able to help somebody become even in best selves because we are so caught up in our own self, we might need to consider a deliverer. And so, beloved, I'm closing. Because as we see right here in the text, the, the text speaks for us that we have a deliverer in Jesus Christ. We have a deliverer who is able to take whatever that debilitating habit has been that's been ruling and reigning in your life and he's been able to come in once you cry out to God once you call upon his name, then Jesus hears the voice of his people. Jesus hears the voice of your cries and you begin to Cry out and say, God, I need you in this time because there are some places and some things that you need me to do. There's some assignments that you need me to fulfill. But if I don't seek you first, if I don't call upon your name, then how can I allow the promise of God to be revealed in me? God wants us to know today that there is promise on the inside of us. And we had to go through all of these uh, trials and tribulations in the earth and even in our private time to be able to know that when we call on the name of Jesus, there is freedom and deliverance. When we call on the name of Jesus, we're able to be set free. And I declare that today somebody is going to be set free. How How am I set free, preacher? You are set free when you are able to first and foremost acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. When you are able to call on him for your help. When you begin to study the word of God and speak the word of God to your life. When you begin to replace those negative words and those negative thoughts and be able to speak the word of God in your life. When you are able to say I'm more than a conqueror through him who loves me. And when you are able to say that behold uh, Jesus has given me authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and all and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. When you begin to speak the word of God, when you begin to walk in the whole armor of God, and begin to trust that God has given you authority and power to speak to. Operating in your life that is not of him, then you are able to stand with victory in Jesus Christ. You are able to be able to speak to mountains that move out of your way. You're able to speak to the demonic spirits that come to destroy or come to torment you and be able to say, because I stand in the authority and the power of Jesus Christ, you must bow down. You must move out of here. Hallelujah. We have a deliverer in Christ Jesus, that if he was able to deliver the man with the unclean spirit, even in the midst of a teaching, then God is able to deliver you from whatever ails you, from whatever holds you back. God can do it. We've seen him do it before, and he's no respect of persons, amen. If he can do it for that man, if he can do it for others, surely he can do it for me.
0: Thank you for listening to the Reach, Reclaim, and Transform Lives podcast. I pray you were inspired and refreshed. If you'd like to learn more about New Elizabeth Amy Church or hear more episodes from this podcast, please visit our website, at www.newelizabethamec.org. You can also find us on Facebook or in your favorite podcast platforms such as iTunes or Spotify. Until next week, stay blessed.